Hey, everybody. I have another movie review for you. Uh, my hesitation and pause because it's about a film titled Spinning Gold. It is marketed as the story of Casablanca Records, a record label from the 1970s that was the home of Donna Summer, Kiss, The Village People, and many others. But the film is really mostly about Neil Bogart, one of the founders of the label, also a person that was a record executive in the 60s, uh, and he passed away in the early 80s at the age of 39. The film is written, directed, and produced by his son, and it is not that good of an effort, I'm sad to say. I think at this point we know the general... Uh, tropes and storytelling things of a um, music biopic or music industry based biography picture biopic and while this kind of covers some of those it delves into um, a place of feeling like a very badly adapted Broadway play into screen um something like um that Frankie that Frankie Valley and whatever group the the Jersey Boys right now uh, the Jersey Boys was a, is a Broadway play then it's a movie and then it has these storytelling tropes of of the group talking to the audience and you know it does it works well within the within the play because the actors talk, literally talk to the audience with things play out behind them and they go back and forth in the film the way Clint Eastwood did it you know he would talk and come out and he would shoot scenes da, da, da. uh but see this this film doesn't have like something that was proven in another form to be adapted into their film version. It, it was kind of made hey, for away from chunks. Like I was sitting there wondering, is this a, is this a play? Because it, it starts like a musical. Um, you have uh, Jeremy Jordan. Uh, I think anybody who might listen to my podcast might know him best as Win on Supergirl. Uh, basically, Toy Toy Man Junior. Uh, and he's he's a known stage actor. He can sing, dance, all that type of stuff. So he plays Neil Bogart. And he, he starts the movie, he walks into a black church and they're singing. They're singing Oh Happy Day. He just starts singing with them. Just like, oh, I'm just gonna start hitting my solos right now. Like he's always out singing the black people with, with black music. So that that's such a trend over throughout the whole film. Um, and so I'm thinking like, oh, maybe this is like a musical take on this story and you're gonna see certain things and you you got some pretty decent. I shouldn't say pretty decent. You have some some performers or actors that I actually enjoy that I've seen and, and it's been enough stuff. Um, you have uh, you have you have Jay Farrell as Cecil Holmes. You have Dan Fogler as Buck Rangold. You have Jason Isaacs as Neil's dad, Al Bogart. You have, uh, shoot, uh, 
it's some weird stunt casting where you have Wiz Khalifa as George Clinton. You have Jason Derulo as Ronald Isley of the Isley Brothers. You have Lettucey as Gladys Knight. You have um, Pink Sweats as Bill Weathers. You have uh, Taylor Parks as Donna Summer. Now, some of these, some of these names, people you might not know. Some of these people, at least with the recording artists, they actually had current people in the music industry playing people in the music industry. You know, I'm not the biggest Jason Derulo fan. Uh, but it was pretty bad, pretty bad casting. You have him as Ronald Isley. He doesn't have that Ronald Isley uh, swag or that old overused term or the, the presence, the feeling. Pink Sweat just doesn't look like Bill Withers. Great artist, can sing. And that's the thing, all these people can actually sing. Um, you have Taylor Parks, who plays Donna Summer. She doesn't look anything like Donna Summer. Doesn't have the same presence as Donna Summer. Now, she is an accomplished songwriter. She can sing. She doesn't sound like Donna Summer. And some of that will throw you off when watching this movie. Uh, the film is, 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 a, is a, a love letter or a way of explaining or, or making sure people don't forget this man's father. And I guess what he feels like, well, he did contribute to the music industry, to contribute to a very um, important period of the music industry, especially in terms of um, disco and glam rock. Uh, but it's at the cost of everyone else. Um, a lot of a lot of this film, as the character of Neil Bogart talks to um, basically us, the audience, and it's made to it seem like he's talking to a person writing a story about his life or something like that. It kind of works. It kind of doesn't. There's times he's kind of like, looks like, looks like he's looking at somebody else, but he, I think he's supposed to be looking at us, the audience, but his eyes aren't making contact. It's making contact with somebody else. It's, it's really weird and uh, disorienting at times, but I guess it's, it's to focus so much on his personal life. And I think a lot of this would be saved. If this wasn't, if this was maybe marketed a bit more as about Neil Bogart than more about Casablanca records, uh, because the people who play his partners are mere props. Uh, Jay Farrell gets to do a little bit, but it's not enough to make him not just like a, a sidekick of sorts, a conscious, a Jiminy Cricket. And they also have Neil Bogart, basically show these black artists how they should make their music, uh, put the songs out, mix them, sing it, write it. And it's very, it's very disrespectful. I felt I was talking to my friend, uh, Tim Gordon, uh, of Film Gordon and the Black Real Awards and President Wafka here. We were talking after the movie. It remind, said he reminded him of, of the Green Book. Whereas the person who wrote the film wrote was the, the son of Viggo Mortensen's character. 
And instead of making it about this amazing black classical pianist and jazz pianist, I think he was, I don't remember seeing that movie, but this great pianist and he makes it about redeeming his racist father to a degree of his racism by crafting this friendship and his need to protect and save this talented 10th black person from the world in the South. Uh, that being said, that film shouldn't have won that Oscar, but there was a level of craft in that film where you see why it, it does have a problem and it's problematic as a word that some people don't like to hear. Like it's a it's a it's a well-made film. You sit through this, this is not. There are scenes in this movie that is shot on either a green screen or on one of those giant OLED screens like they do for the Mandalorian, but it wasn't the same level as the Mandalorian as you can see the digital nature of the set around them. And it looked cheaper than something I would see on Hallmark Channel or Lifetime for sure. And I know they had more money than anything of what those movies have to make and get things produced along with time. Um, a lot. I think the story of that label should be told. I think what they did was interesting and the stories of those artists deserves better. The story of the people who worked at that label deserves better. His father deserves better. His mother definitely deserves better as his film writes his infidelity with another woman as a an endearing love story of a man who can't choose between two women and has a need to have his cake and eat it too with no questioning of what of his actions or thoughts or his disregard for people's feelings. No, there, is, there is no real chastising. Everything that Neil does in this movie is proven to be the correct play. Um, his only real challenge the entire time is by the actors who play uh, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, especially the Gene Simmons character. Because in a lot of ways, I guess you could say Gene Simmons is just such a a character that to be proven right is we see what's going on with Kiss in the, in the past and up to this point, they're still here. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't fall, it doesn't surprise me that the white act gets that much in the film in terms of story and voice and pushback as shown to understand their music and make their own music without help from the magical white guy. Um, yeah, this movie's bad. I don't think anybody should waste their time with this movie. I'm I'm surprised this person got this money to make this movie. I'm glad he got this out to fix whatever feelings he has about his dad. I think he needs to go ahead and let somebody else pay him and the estate so they can actually make a good form a show or movie or whatever, a documentary about Casablanca records and the things that come out of it. Even with some research you can do, you can see that some of the stories is, is blurred together and, and changed wrong. Just from watching, heck, other shows that has these 
artists in them as characters and and movies and books and audio books and, and articles, a whole bunch of things you can learn about the music industry. Um, I really hope you guys don't see this movie. I am sad that I lost hours uh, seeing this movie. I do not want you to repeat my mistake. I want you to stay home. I want you to watch something else. There's plenty of movies this spring for you to go see. Even movies you probably haven't seen from earlier in the year. Or from last year. You might haven't seen all the movies that was nominated for Oscars. They're better than this. Everything's better than this. Go watch Megan. Megan was good. Robot Doll, good. Um, watch Wu-Tang if you want to watch. On Hulu if you want to watch a story about you know, the behind the scenes of, of a music act and, and the label and everything else. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Minx or something. I think move from HBO Max to Stars. You know, the lady making the uh, Playgirl style magazine. Uh, anything. 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 We were in the business of making dreams come true. Sold over 200 million records. Became the soundtrack of your lives. But how do you expect me to tell you how all that really happened? This is Casablanca Records, the biggest independent label anyone had ever seen. And the artists, they were family. Yes, the Isley Brothers, Gladys Knight, Parliament, Bill Withers, Donna Summer. They legally changed my name. No! Everything is hotter in summer. And we knew what Casablanca could be. We were seven million dollars in debt. You broke. The whole town knows it. What the hell do you really want? You didn't come over here just to beat up Bruce. I didn't. We were waging an all-out war against all the majors, all at once. You gotta be out your mind. These labels fight dirty. Motown actually put a hit on us? You are gonna need to make a phone call. Just call the Italian mob to tell the black mob not to kill us. You had a better idea? 